With more than 200 accredited courses and more than 1,000 videos, the Police One Academy is a powerful online solution that provides department training programs with features that reduce time spent on records and policy management, credential tracking, and more. It is law enforcement training made simple and effective. For more information and to get a 30-day trial, visit www.policeoneacademy.com forward slash policing matters. Hello and thank you for clicking and thank you for listening to Policing Matters, the Police One Podcast. I'm Doug Wiley. Hi, this is Jim Dudley. Hey Jim, you know, last week we discussed the uh, shooting at Stoneman Douglas High School in Parkland, Florida. Um, at the end of that podcast, we began to get into prevention, um, you know, looking at kids who have made statements, um, more carefully at kids who have made statements that, you know, I'm going to quote, finger quotes in the air, shoot up the school. We like to call that a clue. Um, these are things that we should probably follow up on. According to reports, and I, I've, I've seen this in different number. Uh, I've seen very high numbers, and I've seen somewhere in the neighborhood of a dozen, which is still a high number. Um, calls had been made to the Broward County Sheriff's Office. According to one report, 39 calls. According to another report, about a dozen. Again, apparently, <laughs> not a lot was done to you know look more deeply at this kid. Um, and two months before he shot up the school, um, someone called the FBI tip line with very detailed information about, hey, these are the things he's saying. We know he's got guns. He's got a gun fetish, you know, and he's a little off. He's just, he's a, he's a weird kid. Clues, right? Sure. The FBI did nothing. They didn't even pass it along. Then, of course, we have, you know, the 54-year-old retirement age eligible officer, SRO, who reportedly um, was able to hear the gunfire and did not go into the building for whatever reason. My contention is that he looked down at his little 9mm and was hearing 223 or 556 rounds going off, also knowing he's not wearing a vest because he's the SRO. Why would he, would he want to wear a vest? And he looked down and goes, I think retirement's a better idea than the alternative right now. That's my guess. Um, but at the same time, you know, he was there to protect the kids. Um, and he didn't do it. Following that, the sheriff, uh, I think his name is Scott Israel, um, <laughs> the sheriff comes out and just literally lambasts that guy, throws him under the bus. He's already retired by the time he has this, this rant on, uh, at the press conference. He's retired. He's no longer your problem, right? But he's trying to deflect responsibility from himself. He even went on CNN after the event and said, it's not my responsibility. Well, wait a minute. It is. It's your responsibility to know your people, know your people's capability, put them in the right jobs. Maybe he wasn't an A-lister, but do you want to put a B-lister or a C-lister at the school to protect the kids? I don't think so. According to what we just talked about last week, we got to do more prevention, not less. Sure. What do you think about this whole failure from soup to nuts? Well, well definitely there was a failure in the number of tips uh, given to law enforcement and we keep telling the public over and over again, see something, say something. And it is a failure when people do gather the courage to say something, even if it's anonymous, I'll take that any day, uh, to follow up on it. Make sure we follow up on it, at least at, at a preliminary level. And I know that the FBI said, hey, we get like 26,000 tips a day or some odd number like that. And okay, but... Narcotics officers know this. If you are the narcotics guy who answers the tip line on Monday 
and there's 30 calls saying, hey, at these 30 different locations, you know, one call after another says, at this address, I think they're selling dope. At this address, I think they're selling dope. You don't have the resources to send 30 teams out to do surveillance, to do a, a decoy or a, a, an undercover buy or anything like that. But you can do a knock and talk. Mm-hmm. And, and you, you have to weigh it in your mind. Is it worth exposing yourself to let them know that you know? Because now they know right. that you know. <laughs> right. So you knock and talk. If it's worth it, if it's, if it's low level, infrequent, hey, you're not going to use all those resources. Knock on the door. Hey, can I come in and talk to you? See something in plain view? We have reports from uh, anonymous sources who say you're dealing drugs out here. Mm-hmm. That may or may not be true. And you go on from there. Right. Anything beyond that is consensual. If you don't have a warrant, if they tell you, hey, go... Go take a hike. Take a hike. You, you're out the door. Yeah. Um, but at the very least, somebody says this guy is on social media saying he's going to shoot up the school. We better look into that. Right. We got to look into those kind of threats. Now, when you talk about the sheriff and the, and the deputy, I, honestly, I don't think I have enough information to pass a judgment on the on the school resource officer, the SRO. Um, I heard he came out with his attorney and said, hey, I did hear shots. I did go to investigate. I couldn't tell if they were happening inside or out. I can't say whether or not I buy that that explanation. Um, but then when you get to the executive level, you get to the sheriff who immediately fronts the guy out as, uh, I don't know if he used the word coward, but he, yes, he, did. he blames yeah. the deputy. Uh, I don't know if that's leadership. No, it's the opposite of leadership. Um, I think when you, when you prepare as an agency for, for critical incidents, it is up to the leader to make sure that that information starts at the top, policies made, exercises and trainings done, and all that is pushed down mm-hmm. to the first responders. Yeah. And the most training should go to the first responders. Once you once you come up with your plan and the policy, you push it to first responders and you make sure they have the decision-making tools that in the critical incident they can act with autonomy that they don't have to get supervision okay approval to do any little thing mm-hmm. i read another report that said something like um, they were ordered if they didn't have a body camera i don't know if this is true or not but if if they weren't wearing a body camera they couldn't enter the scene so uh get the plans down get the training down get the policy down uh, and give the rules of engagement to officers and even if it's as basic as if they are a threat to your you or others, you can use lethal force. And then officers can go in without this... Fear of reprisal or, you know... Yeah, the liability, yeah. somebody right. whispering in their ear, don't do it, you're going out on a limb. <clears throat> Make sure the officers can go there, give them the tools to do their job, and let them do their job. Yeah. Look, I'm not prepared to pass judgment. I, you know, I, I have theories about what happened with Scott Peterson and hiding behind that column. I don't know for sure. I wasn't there. And I'm never probably going to be asked to enter a building of that nature. You know, that's just not, I'm prepared to. I've taken a lot of training and I've got, I've got the firepower to do it, but it's probably not, not going to happen to me. That's just not, I'm not going to be in Scott Peterson's uh, shoes. By the way, why does weird stuff always happen to guys named Scott Peterson? We've got like three or four of them now. Um, 
Anyway, as an aside, I, don't, I, I can't really pass judgment on Deputy Peterson. I can pass judgment on Sheriff Scott Israel. And I want to read something that I saw on social media a couple of days after the event, oh, after Scott, uh, the, the Sheriff uh, threw Scott Peterson under the bus. Admiral Hyman Rickover. I don't know if you know who he is. He's the father of the nuclear Navy. He's a very, very interesting guy. He's got lots of great quotes. He's ultimately quotable. He said once, Responsibility is a unique concept. You may share it with others, but your portion is not diminished. You may delegate it, but it is still with you. If responsibility is rightfully yours, no evasion or ignorance or passing the blame can shift the burden to someone else. That's leadership. De uh, Sheriff Israel, not so much. That's uh, just doing that to your people. Now what have you done to the rest of your department? What have you done to the morale of your department? Right. Uh, who, who among those deputies now is going to go, if I mess up even a little bit and I'm getting on CNN, my name's on CNN, mm -hmm. I might not have a job here anymore. Right. Well, so yeah, I mean, there may be a different version of the Ferguson effect. Right. De-policing. Do nothing, do no harm. Well, in this case, it didn't work. Right. But doing uh, nothing did harm in this case. Right. Right. You can get fired for doing nothing. That's we've just disproved the theory. You can't get fired <laughs> for doing nothing. Right. Well, I think it comes back to the the leader taking responsibility to like a football coach. Hey, we failed on several levels. I take the blame for that. Right. Offense, defense, special teams. Another football parlance factors in here when we use the term play like you practice and practice like you play mm -hmm. and that means it's not a walkthrough in in red shirts it's using sim ammunition it is running through it is having somebody um, role play as the offender uh, it's taking plastic bullets as close as you can get to reality you get there and let your officers experience, let their adrenaline pump up a little. Maybe you play loud music, uh, artificial things that might get you as close to as possible to the real thing. After the, the building was decommissioned and it became kind of derelict, um, there's a, I think, I think it was a middle school, right on Market Street, somewhere in the neighborhood of like, I don't know, Fell or something like that, right here in San Francisco. And I attended an active shooter training there five, six years ago, maybe a little bit more, that was as exactly as you put it. Yeah. They had a, they, they threw a smoke. The fire alarm was going off. There was a lot of confusion. People were coming in from different doors. Mm. Um, it was as real as real could be. And there were two offenders. One was in the, the auditorium and one was in the, I don't remember the others, a classroom. Yeah. And you, you had to go and find those guys. Mm. And they were, they were, we had victims. It was a very elaborate, very believable scenario. Yeah. And we had two or three agencies go through it. it. That's the kind of level of training you have to have. It can't be, you know, tabletop. Tabletop, exactly. It paper can't on paper. Yeah. What yeah. would you do? Flip the page. Yeah, we did that at Schlage Lock on Third Street yeah. uh, in San Francisco. Very realistic. Hats off to our trainers in our tactical uh, bureau and our academy uh, for really putting together really uh, as simulations that were as close to the real thing as as i've seen yeah so you know from the, from the beginning to the end you had as many as according to one report 39 phone calls made to the sheriff's office with apparently little done <laughs> clearly there wasn't enough investigation into this kid because if you really dug into him a little bit now of course we can't 
you can't turn a kid into a, a pariah and constantly be prying into his life. But if you get a call and it says something about maybe this kid wants to shoot up the school, that's something to follow up on. You got to free resources to do that. Sure, at least a couple of times, I mean, if not the the first time, at least the second time and on. Yeah, the FBI. At least they should have kicked it down. You know, it, it, that information should have gone someplace. And it, and I'll leave Deputy Peterson out of it. For now, we'll find out more about him. But Sheriff Israel, I mean, that's you got to do better as as a as a as a leader. So, uh, tell us what you think about this incident and how, as I view it, it, it really is a Columbine revisited. We've we we we've, we've made a couple of great strides in active shooter response, and this one wasn't so great. Um, tell us what you think. Policing matters at police one dot com. That's policing matters at police one dot com. Thanks again for listening.